Hey, Bakers. Hey, Bakers. I'm Kiara. I'm Veronica. And we're coming to you with Making, Making Bread, Bread and, and Butter. Butter. Welcome. Hello, hello, welcome. Hey, guys. <laughs> thanks for joining us again. They're back. Or if this is your first episode, welcome. thanks for popping by, stopping by, Thank popping you. in. Yeah. Popping. Popping in. Pop, lock, and drop it. No. I'll, on our show. No. If you don't like it, no. then you can hit the dough. Hey. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much for coming back. We're so excited to have you all here. I'm Karen and I are very excited to record this episode. And uh let's get into it. What's what's next? We are going to start with our QA round. QA round. I went first last time. So oh, for those of you who don't know, uh Veronica and I start each episode off by asking each other two questions, uh random questions. We're going to answer them on the fly. And then what we're going to do is pose them to you on our Instagram for you to answer them, too, so we can get to know each other. Exciting. I went first last time, V, so it's your turn on the hot seat. Oh, no. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? What I most deplore in myself? Um, I would have to say how aggressive I am. Um, I'm typically really misunderstood and people think I'm just really angry or really err, but I'm not. I think it's passion. I'm very passionate. That's what it is. Yeah. So you were supposed to tell me something you didn't like about yourself, and instead you told me one of your strengths. <laughs> so let's try it again. Um, What I don't like about myself, I care too much about what people think of me. I'm really really interested in do they like me do they not like me and I really want to get out of that because I really didn't give any ifs once upon a time but things have changed now and I don't know why and I really want to get back to where just me liking me and that's just that's enough yeah 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 what is your greatest extravagance my greatest extravagance um me I just think I'm just an extravagance. I'm the extravagance. I am that extravagance. I think that's cheating. How? It's supposed to be something about you. It's me. Okay. (laughs) What do you mean? It's me. Okay, if I have to put it like for one thing, it's my personality. I'm Ah. a ball of walking sunshine, charisma rolled in caramel and thrown with glitter. Mm. Yeah. That sounds intense. Yeah. It sounded really gay too, but that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true too. Well, thank you for asking me my questions. But what about you? What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? So I think for me, it would have to be. I wish that I, I get really tired, really quick, and like no, you don't. Well, like at night, I like oh. go to bed, and I wish that I could just stay up and keep being productive. But maybe you're, uh, it's called burning out. Yeah, my body needs rest and that's good and normal. But sometimes I just wish that it could stop doing that. Just keep going. Yeah, other than that, I think I'm a pretty great A person. I mean, I, okay. I'm I'll probably my biggest fan. I think, I think, uh, Veronica think? and I have, Veronica and I have had a few conversations about humility. So I'm still working on that. Yes, you are. But definitely, I wish I stayed up longer. It's like nine o'clock hits and I'm like, whoa, is it two in the morning? Yes, but you've been working since 6 a.m. So, yes, your body's like this. But even if I wake up at 10, my body's like, 
It's oh, nighttime. Is it too- yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, I love the summer because the days are longer. But, bro, when the sun goes down. You're down. I am. And I'm up. Yeah. And then you you can't wake up in the morning. Mm. So it's like Here balance once again. Here we go. Okay, but what? You, I just want to say again, I'm not, even, I'm not, guys, I want Veronica to understand because she lives with me and I want her to understand my impending doom when I see that the sun is getting ready to go down. <laughs> you look I, out the window I'm like, do. oh no. You don't understand, like, I spend the last couple hours of sunlight just I feel like a freaking werewolf, you know, just <laughs> please don't let the sun go down too soon tonight. so sucky. I really wanted to finish this chapter. Just give me one, one so, more hour, Lord. As soon as that moon comes up, you guys, Kiara is knocked out. Like, it's it's funny, but I'll try to wake her up. But she's like, okay, I'm up. And she'll be up for three seconds back to sleep. It's okay. You'll work on it. You'll work on one it. One day. What is your greatest extravagance? My greatest extravagance is, hmm. Hmm. I have so many. Yeah, this question is just worded <laughs> weird. It is. Uh, I don't want to say, like, maybe my diligence. I don't want to be that person, but I'm, like, really diligent, and I take things really seriously. And so yes. what that means is sometimes I, I'm going to call it a extravagance because, like, I do the most with it and so sometimes I can't relax like somebody will make a joke and I'll like start getting like really diff- <clears throat> like okay so at work they'll be like um oh you can you do this one thing and then I'll do it and then I'll get really pushy about the fact that it's done and like well what else do you need me to do and and then they'll try to make a joke and I'll be like yeah but we were supposed to do that like eight hours ago so you are such a worker aunt like girl you are insane <laughs> but it's the things that seem like they would be good that I go overboard with mm. until they're kind of like this girl is really aggy it happens. But you're working. You know, you're learning, right? I'm trying. You're trying. At least you're trying. Or with friends, with friends, and they'll be like, I, I guess it just, it, basically, me being really serious all the time makes it hard for me to pick up on things. On Social the cues. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so that's what it is. It's not like I'm so diligent. It's just I, like, take everything way too seriously. You'll learn. Yeah. I thought I could help you with that because I'm so chill and so relaxed. A little bit. You're you helped me some. That's good. You've helped me a lot, honey, because... Oh, you've helped me a lot? All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. That was fun. Yes. Thank you so much for answering those questions. Uh, Quite honestly. Maybe a little too honest. Yeah. No such thing. No such thing here. Cut some of that out. (laughs) No, please don't. Please don't. Keep it all. Keep it all. And now for the reason that you guys are really here. Today, we're going to talk about roadblocks to financial literacy. Mm, The roadblocks. We talked last episode about like what financial literacy is, what our positions are, where we're coming to the conversation from, where we hope to go. Right. Uh, But I think or we both thought that a good way to really start moving along is to take into account the things that could kind of break up our progress. Mm -hmm. So the first roadblock is perhaps the most obvious. What? Lack of financial literacy. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But not, uh, we, were, we were talking about last episode about like what it really means to be literate. But here, I mean, just not even understanding or being aware of what it is to to be in control of your money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what you don't know, then you can't know how to work Fix on it. that thing. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. Uh, that That is crucial. That's like the first thing is acknowledging that you have a problem or not even a problem, but acknowledging that you have something that you want to work on. Definitely. 
This season, we aren't trying to become masters, but instead we're beginning to unpack some tools that will help us manage our money with more confidence. That's that's really real. Um, I can definitely agree with that because you can't, you have to start from somewhere. And if you don't know about financial literacy, you can't learn it. You can't apply it. So you have to start at the very beginning. And yeah. that's just getting the basics of it. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, just to quote my homie Drake or, well, we fell out a few months ago. But, Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? But, um, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here, except for our mentality about it is like we're not starting from the bottom. We're starting from where we are. Yeah. Which is somewhere probably closer to the top than it was a few years ago. Definitely. And then we're going to keep on climbing. Progress. Mm. So started from where we are and we kept on climbing. What? <laughs> you thought that <laughs> Started from where we are and we kept on. All right, y'all. Um, and that's key for you. Uh, thank you so Should much. Be for fresh on the mic. Okay. <laughs> um, another roadblock that is more, it's bigger than we probably even think is your mindset. Without realizing it, uh, we treat our finances like we've honestly just, just given up on ourselves. We think we can't save because we don't have enough money or we can't learn about these topics because they're, they're too daunting, but they're, they're really not like we, we got this, you guys. Yeah. The cool thing is we're actually fully capable, fully capable. We got this of doing pretty much whatever we set our mind to. I mean, whatever. If you tell yourself, I can save, I can invest, I can, buy the items I want, but I can also budget for them, you will actually be able to do that. If you don't tell yourself these things, then most likely you won't be able to. I mean, your mind right. is, is, it's really mind over matter in, in this aspect. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny cause it's, that's true in so many aspects of life, not just when mm-hmm. you come to your finances, but specifically with the finances, it's not just your mindset about being able to do these things, but it's your mindset about how are you going to treat yourself when you mess up? Oh, that's big. Are you going to bounce back? Or are you going to spiral? I'm a, typically I'm a spiraler. Yeah. So it's okay, Veronica, you have to save X amount of hundreds this month. And when I spend a little more than I intended to, I'm like, well, I might as well, you know, ball out or I might as well right. keep balling out. And then instead of me saving 400 instead of 500 i saved 100 and then it becomes oh my god i only saved 100 i'm a failure and then it goes mm. into this whole mental health thing mm-hmm. and it's just self-sabotage is real it's self-sabotage is real and this can all become really toxic toxic if you don't work on setting up those like mental boundaries for yourself like kind of like oh mental cues like okay something happened it's okay veronica it's okay kiera yeah keep going it's okay and we'll talk about that later on this season when we look into triggers triggers they're not just for movies and books you know you can be triggered by all kind of real life things when it comes to spending this season we're also going to talk about how to find an accountability partner this person will typically help you stay out of your own way as you start to build healthier and more positive spending habits not budgeting the dreaded budget. Oh, I hate budget. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing some research around this topic, there were a few people who were like, oh, my God, I love budgeting every month. What? But I don't know that those people really exist. Right. They're um, typically robots online <laughs> typing for for some site or some <laughs> app, some budgeting app. Right. They're typing for them. It have to be. Uh, I've I never made a budget that I stuck with for longer than... A day? Yeah, honestly, probably. Or a, <laughs> a few hours even. 
So because of that, I told myself that I'd never really make a budget again. I was like, well, I've tried this. It doesn't really work for me. I'm not going to do it. It became a little bit more fun when I had that second income to try to plan out my money. Mm-hmm. But even then, I didn't really do it very strictly. Right. And now that I, well, before I didn't have a job, when I had one job, making a budget felt very constricting. Right. So if I do this budget, it reminds me that I have less to spend on what I want to spend on. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason that I didn't go there. However, I'm trying to make a commitment to step out of my own way because the bottom line is if you don't know how much is coming in, if you don't know where your money's going, there's no way that you can be on top of or even really in charge of your money. Impossible. It really It is impossible. And the thing is, you if you don't work your money out, your money will work you out. Baby, that's a word. It will mess you up if it, you're not on top of it. What? I I never set a budget and how I thought, <laughs> and I hate to say this out loud, but it's the honest to God truth. How I was raised, it was make sure you cover your bills. So cool. My bills are covered. With anything left over, that's just left over. Mm. Until... I needed three tires for my car. Mm. And I went to the club last weekend. I went out to eat the weekend before that. I got my hair done. I got my nails done. I bought some makeup. And I need to not buy one tire, but three. Then what? And that's when budgeting comes in handy. That's when saving. That's when prepping for stuff like that. And amen, I had my mom and Kiera, or I would have been driving on one tire. <laughs> like, what did I, I could have, you know, did something with two tires, but what I'm going to do with one? That's so funny. What I'm going to do with one? It's real. <laughs> it's real, you guys. I think you, you bring up a good point, though, because you know where you spent that money. You mm-hmm. know where the money went. And that's kind of what I used to do when, before I was like in between budgeting. So I was like, well, I'm going to work my way back up to budgeting. But for now, let me just keep track of what I'm spending. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is I can know how much I'm spending. I can know whatever. It's still just money still wasted. going out. <laughs> and if I don't make that plan, I'm not doing anything for me. I'm not Mm-mm. helping me. You're just watching it go. You're just watching it go. Literally, you're like waving your money goodbye like, okay. And that's so heartbreaking. It's it's heartbreaking when you need those tires. It And the moment it's like, oh, cool. But when you need those tires, when you need to eat, you know. You're stuck. This season, we'll walk through ways to keep track of our money and make a budget that will set us up for success. Definitely. That's a, uh, that's a goal. A goal. Mm, goal. Even folks like me out there without a job, you know, <laughs> who, who are making, making it work. <laughs> there's still a budget for us. Mm. You might think, how do I budget, budget nothing. when I don't? Yep. But <laughs> it, the point is you make a plan because you still got to survive. Still have an allowance. And that budget is, we don't all have allowances, but that budget <laughs> will help you survive. Amen. Amen to that. Because, mm-hmm. like, sorry, I'll be quiet. Veronica's <laughs> <laughs> face. She's like, but that we are moving on. <laughs> Another major roadblock that Veronica is probably the queen of spending needlessly. Baby. When I say I am known for. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I am known for going on Amazon and just searching for stuff. Just searching. Etsy. Oh, I love Etsy. What's that? That wish? Wish? I, I used to love, I had, I had a wish problem, y'all. I'm like, oh, it's only a dollar. Let me get it. Oh, it's only $4. Let me get it. Oh, it's only $5. Let me get it. Until I done spent $80 on wish. Only fans. Uh, what? Wait a minute. Don't tell all my business now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, 
I invest. <laughs> I invest in a few black owned OnlyFans. Ah! It's okay. We I'm, support all kind of black owned businesses of bread and butter. We honey. do. We do not judge. But I'm just known for looking for ways to spend money, y'all. I get paid. I used to get paid and just sit here like, so what am I to buy? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm about to spend this. I'm about to go buy this. And now I'm learning that hey, what drain am I going to go drop some money down? Where, where am I going to throw my coins? <laughs> Where am I going to waste this money? But now I'm like, save it. Keep it. Really think about that purchase. Do you really need 18 pairs of vintage gold earrings right now? Girl, you in quarantine. Ain't nobody going (laughs) to see you. Save your money. But I'm learning. I'm learning. We all are. The thing about that too, I think, is when you don't under, when you don't, when you're not watching for that, it becomes Addiction is a strong word, but like shopping, it kind of mm-hmm. becomes this addiction. Like it, there's this high that comes along with purchasing. There's this high even that comes ru- along. Or just not even an addiction, just a routine. Maybe a word between routine and addiction, like something not as strong, but still strong in their routine. A strong habit? A strong, but I guess I'm saying like your brain, like these levels of dopamine, like you're getting hits of dopamine every time you swipe your car. Mm-hmm. You're getting hits of dopamine every time you unwrap or ser- ser- serotonin or whatever, every time you unwrap that that item when it comes through Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it starts to build up this feeling, this unconscious feeling in your brain that's like, let me fuel that. Let me get that. I'm not saying it's Coke, but I'm not saying it's <laughs> it's water either. So it you, makes you feel some type of way. It and, does. It, and it's, it's powerful. Yeah. I feel so good. Y'all, when that Amazon box... When I get the notification, my box been delivered. It's a little man in me that's like. Not a little man. It's a little man like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You in there. Yeah. What's in that box? I ordered some clothes and I got a notification from from shop, the app shop that it got delivered. But my our apartment complex, the way it's set up, it gives you a code to let you know to go pick up your package. The code didn't come. And I'm over here itching and stuff. Y'all, she over here two hours, And it's probably only two items. She I'm ordered checking, I don't know how many. I'm only two shirts or something. I'm checking my phone. I'm checking my email. I'm like, did the code get put up today? I need my clothes. It's been 20 minutes. Maybe they said it got delivered two hours. Maybe the code just late coming through the system. You have a Y'all, this is a problem. I'm not even a shopper like that, but it just feels good. So watch out for that for that kind of thing. Um, when you're budgeting, when you're being mindful, it'll make it easier to not get swept up in that high of shopping. This season, we're going to talk about some ways our money goes right down the drain and how we can put a stop to this cycle, how we can save our coin and not mm-hmm. spend it. Too much debt. Mm. There are many types of debt that can make it hard to use your money effectively. Student loans, medical bills, and credit cards, to name a few. It's too many. It's too many. Originally, we were going to save this topic until we revisited financial literacy in, in like a, one of our more advanced seasons. But we want to go ahead and talk about it, at least an overview, because there's so much shame around debt. It is. But so many of us are in debt. Like you said last uh, episode, the 75% of Americans at least mm-hmm. are in debt. And that's because our, our economy is built off of debt literally people people live off of debt they live you know through debt people um you can leverage debt you can make your debt work for you like there are all kind of ways that debt doesn't have to be a negative thing but we do want to spend a little bit of time just talking through this topic because we know a lot of us are probably dealing with it we're dealing with it um Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be so icky 
it's two things or two terms that I've noticed that are seen as like Voldemort and like people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to discuss it. And that's salary and debt. Mm. And it's, it's weird to me because it's something that everybody has everybody. And it's also strange how debt is, debt is honestly the new normal. When I talk to my friends about, Oh, I have 50,000 in debt. Oh, that's good. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Girl, I got 100 and girl, I got 80. And I'm sitting here like, wow, I'm not alone. Yeah. It's not just me. And it's important to talk about these things because that's, like we said before, that's how you grow from them. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this, to open up those conversations. Take these skeletons out of the closet so we can all benefit. You are not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> and the, the thing is, like a lot of times people people in higher places benefit from us not having these conversations Mm. and not learning from each other. Because if we just think it's us, if we don't know what we should be making, if we don't know, you know, how we should be managing debt, if we don't know how to keep ourselves afloat, keeping our mindset right, et cetera, et cetera, they keep winning and we keep losing. We got to win, y'all. We're freaking winners. We are winners, okay? Winner, winner, chicken dinner, okay? This season, we will talk about the problem with living within your means Set it right within. We're going to talk about living below, below your means and how credit cards contribute to this greater problem mm. or can if you don't know how to leverage them. And who does? We're learning. So not <laughs> us. <laughs> all right, Key. We went through all the major roadblocks and we discussed those, broke those down a little bit. And on the last episode, we talked about where we are. Right. Let's get into where we want to go, where we see ourselves in a year or five years or 10 years. Where where is the end goal? You know, what's what's end game? I went first last time. So you go. Oh, no. Where do I want to be? Financially? Yeah. I want to be able to have a steady budget. Right. I want to be able to buy the things I want, not go overboard. But a few things here and here and there. I want to be able to save effectively. I want to be able to maintain my debt effectively. I want to be in a comfortable financial situation. Just comfortable all the way around. Budgeting, spending, saving. Just have it tens across the board. And that, that's a big goal. I mean, a year, five years, ten years. I want to keep that steady. I respect that. What about you? Uh, in a year, I, I probably still won't have a job, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't playing about this, this no, no, no job, baby. You ain't playing. Uh, let's talk about five years. Five years. Okay. Get into it. Five years from now, I hope to be doing something really productive, really great with my law degree. I mm. hope to be making a steady and stable income. Oh yeah. I hope to have enough to be saving, investing. Uh, I'd like my money to allow me to travel more Ooh, yes. or at all if the world ever opens up again. Come on, Rona. I, I want to be able to give uh, to the homeless more. So that's nice. something for me that's really important is when I go out and I Atlanta has a huge homeless population. I see people on the side of the street. It makes me really, really, really sad if I can't give. And I want to be in a financial position to where I can just keep cash, like maybe a hundred or so dollars at a time and just freely give it out. That is beautiful. Like maybe $30, $40 to each person I see. You're a great Samaritan. I just, homelessness is so, uh, it really hits me 
They're such a vulnerable population. And there are things that our city could do that I don't think they're doing. There aren't enough resources for all the homeless people we have. I mean, it's I feel as if uh, Atlanta in particular could do so much more. It's it's like totally everybody. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I'm, I, I really respect that you mentioned homelessness and like giving back to them. For me, I, I don't see as many homeless as I used to, but I do see the young black boys selling water. And I always want to give to them mm-hmm. always. And if I can, if I have the cash and I never have cash anymore, which sucks, I didn't know this was a part of adulthood, <laughs> but I, I just want to give them everything I have. Because I know they could be doing something way worse. And they're selling water. And it baffles me how they're trying to stop them from doing that. And I'm like, you prefer them sell drugs? (laughs) They're selling cold water. And I don't know if you know how hot it is in Atlanta, baby. But it's average is 95 degrees outside of it. So young young man selling me water, I'm finna buy a 12 pack because, baby, I need it. That's cute. Like, why? It's always nice to have something bigger than yourself to give to so um, so that's where I want to be. I'd love to hear where you guys want to be, too. I'd love for you guys to tell us where you might be financially and then share some of your goals. And then we can check back in at the end of the season and see how, we, how we're doing. Are we on the right path? Definitely. You know, you can comment on our Instagram post. You can uh, reach out our, to our blog. You can DM us if you would like. I mean, we're here. You guys, we're going to wrap up this episode with projecting our goals for the season. First, we're going to aim to increase our financial literacy, have a positive money-saving mindset. We're going to set a budget, figure out ways to stop spending needlessly, as well as thinking strategically about our debt. Sounds like a plan, big boss. Yes, I am the big boss around here. Thank you for knowing. Spread the word. (laughs) Tell your friends. Tell your friends. (laughs) Tell your friends. Tell your fam. So check us out, guys, on the Making Bread and Butter Instagram. Check us out on the Making Bread and Butter website. And check us out on the Making Bread and Butter OnlyFans. Thank you. Please support (laughs) Black-owned businesses. Please support (laughs) Black-owned businesses. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, bakers. Bye, bakers.